The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, we'll turn our attention uh, back to a story uh, that broke while we were on air uh, yesterday, which was the downing of the plane uh, in which uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin uh, was travelling, uh, the leader of the Wagner Group in Russia. General Richard Barons is with me, the former head of the UK's Joint Forces Command and a leading UK defence expert. Uh, Richard, you're very, very welcome to the show and thanks so much for taking the time. Um, I mean, for the purpose of our conversation, is it fair to assume that Vladimir Putin was behind this? I think it's unequivocally the case that uh, Prigozhin and his inner circle uh, were killed by agents of uh, President Putin to the great surprise of almost nobody in Russia and more widely. Why would Vladimir Putin have done this? So as you recall, exactly two months ago, uh, Prigozhin, who for some time had set himself against key members of Putin's inner circle in the the Russian defence ministry, mounted... Uh, a mutiny, a, a direct challenge uh, to Putin. In the end, uh, it was snuffed up quite quickly when it became clear that the, the, the mutiny would end up being opposed by other Russians and wouldn't make it to, to Moscow. And um, President Putin at the time said, these are traitors and they will uh, pay a price. And they have had two months to investigate this, to prepare the way. And yesterday we saw two things. One was the killing of Prigozhin and his inner circle in their aircraft. And the other was the removal of the Russian military commander who didn't, by accounts, try hard enough to get in the way of Prigozhin's mutiny. Who was the audience for this act? Who Who is Vladimir Putin sending a message to? So that there's a, a big internal message to factions in Russia who might have been minded to begin to mount some sort of opposition to Putin to talk about successes. This was a very clear message that that Putin is in charge and his reach is considerable and ruthless and pays no attention to any sense of a rule of law. That much is not new. There was also, I think, um, a message to the to the wider world uh, not to think uh, that the Putin regime um, is weak. And this uh, event yesterday coincides with Putin addressing the BRICS uh, summit in, in Africa remotely because he is essentially trapped in his own country. Um, and this, to some degree, is a, is a counterbalance to that. And it was also a, a message to, uh, I guess, Ukraine and the supporters of Ukraine that Russian resolution to the continue this war uh, is unabated, that they, they believe they will tough it out. And, for example, waiting to see what happens in the U.S. presidential elections late next year, because they sense that's a time when support to Ukraine might uh, be turned down. Now, there was an awful lot of speculation during that kind of attempted coup, if we call it that, a couple of months ago, that, that Vladimir Putin was on the, the shakiest ground he had ever been on uh, uh, in his entire tenure as president of of the Russian Federation. Is, is that still the case? I mean, how, how would you describe where he finds himself now and the strength of his position? So, so in the short to medium term, uh, the events of yesterday are about Mr. Putin reasserting grip, control and authority in a very uh, violent way. Uh, and the Russians uh, won't be surprised by that, and they will understand it. When the mutiny occurred, um, there's never any script to these things. So you know, at the point at which Prigozhin might have made it to, to Moscow with the, the Wagner fighters, that was by far the biggest direct challenge to President Putin in his 20-odd years of, uh, of being in charge. And so there was a moment of weakness then. But the message yesterday will deter others from thinking that there is a 
a, a chink to be exploited here. And this is in the short to medium term. In the long term, a regime that survives by killing its opponents on its own territory has an innate brittleness, which in due course somebody will exploit, but it's not in the foreseeable future. And who might that person be? Is it likely to be another group of mercenaries? Is it going to be political opponents? Is it going to be the people? So the the two things that are very unlikely are, are, are that um, liberally minded opposition figures like Navalny, who are, who's in, in jail, they, they do not have the power to do more than add commentary to this. So mm-hmm. they are uh, uh, neutered. Most of the Russian people um, either support the war in Ukraine and the Putin regime are, or acquiesce around it. And, and that is for two reasons. W- one is they genuinely believe that President Putin restored Russia as a power after the dark days of the early 1990s. And they still see Putin as their insurance against a return to those, those very difficult uh, times. And they also support this sense of of a Russian empire, of Russia dominating as the big power on the block, dominating its its neighbours, and that's how they think Russia should should operate. So um, there isn't much opposition from there. The most likely source of opposition would be somewhere within the regime, those people who have a lot to lose uh, or believe that Russia is going mm. in a different direction, but they don't have anything like critical mass. And the Wagner group, do they kind of fizzle away and disappear now, get kind of consumed by other mercenary groups or or does someone else take over? So I think one of the reasons that the events of yesterday are two months after the mutiny is that the conditions are being created and have been created over the two months to manage the Wagner problem. And it it, it might be 20,000 mercenaries. And as they're mercenaries, they uh, have relied on a charismatic commander who could pay them and pay them well. And the issue for the Wagner Group now, and there are some who are deeply aggrieved at what's happened, but if their paycheck doesn't turn up and they don't get weapons and ammunition and equipment or are given new roles, um, it, it will either uh, wither on the vine completely or some groups will splinter off and they will be isolated and, and, and dealt with. Or the remnants of the Wagner Group, perhaps relabeled with new leadership, will be repurposed in some way, but it'll be under the control of the Russian MOD. Richard, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, General Richard Barnes is a former head of the UK's Joint Forces Command and a leading UK defence expert. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.